Welcome to episode 8 of season 1 of the Knights of Soken podcast, The Revenge of the Developers. And we're going to be talking about some revenge that SOTOR developers have taken out on a lot of people who were exploiting the game this week. But there's going to be definitely more than just that in this episode. Before we get too far into the episode, I must apologize to everyone out there who listens to the podcast we had some unforeseen technical difficulties the past couple of weeks and we were unable to publish the episode but i think we're all putting going right now right trenick well technical and real life kind of got in the way at the so, same time so we are recording right now correct i i i hope so okay i hope so too but nevertheless we are here now and we are giving you episode eight revenge of the developers as you all know we have trenick here What's up, guys? Long time no see, but uh, glad we're back. And back by popular demand, we have Zaray. Hello, everyone. Glad to be here, as usual. And we also have our last contestant on Who Wants to Be a Soken Millionaire, Jedi Master now, Jedi Master Ools. Hey, great to be back, everybody. Hey. <laughs> it's great to have you back, man. Hey, Tobit. What? Guess what? What? This room is filled with your legacy. <laughs> it is. Like, <laughs> why do you guys just keep coming here? I mean, I'm, I'm starting to feel like the old man that has all of his grandchildren that crowd him, and he just just wants some time to his own. I'm like your child. What can I say? We're trying to make you proud. <laughs> I'm your child. We love you. I'm your child you... that's like, like never gets enough attention, but you give all the attention to the grandchildren, so I feel really offended at the same time about all of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it definitely is awesome to to see that legacy grow as uh, you know, and to see all the the Padawans we have coming up through the ranks of the Knights of Sokan. How many knightings do we have tonight, Z? We had five knightings tonight. Five? That is crazy. Um, we haven't seen knightings like that in a long time, and I really wish I could have made that ceremony. I hear that we also had quite a few knightings last week, as well as um, we had a master promotion, which was Ols, which master. Bulls, congratulations. Hey, thank you. It's you haven't been been for very long. You just like really zipped through the ranks. Yeah, it didn't take me long at all. I think I was a knight for about two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I for one can say on your master application, it was very, very well written, very well done. You totally deserve it, man. You're bringing a new element to this guild, which we will talk about later in this episode as we talk about the Soak and Lore Keepers, correct? Absolutely. I, I can't wait to let everybody know what the lore keepers are. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, we, we, we are revitalizing that, that specialization right now. So that's something we're really excited to talk about tonight. We're also going to be talking about some things going on in the game world um, and some things that we've been discussing and debating on the forums tonight, as well as we're going to be discussing some question and answers in our new segment, Ask a Soken Master, where we're going to answer some of the questions that people have been submitting to us via engine mail to give you answers to those questions here on the podcast live. I think it's going to be a pretty good episode. What do you think, Trenick? I think so. And, you know, I kind of want to bring back the whole million dollar question that we used to do. So maybe we might be able to touch on that later. Maybe we can touch on that. I don't know. Trinic, are you bankrolling the million dollar question this time? Uh, I'll pitch in half. <laughs> well, I'll definitely go 500 i we'll, We will throw a million dollar question in this episode, so make sure you listen to it in its entirety because you may win one million credits, not dollars. That'd be a lot of money, money. 
So we're talking credits, not dollars. Well, I mean, Tobit, if you had a million dollars, I I probably would have come to your house already and begged you for it. <laughs> well, once again, we have a really exciting episode, but before we get too far into it, there's a lot of news and announcements that are going on in the guild right now. For one, and just I got to give a big shout out to the Soken community. We have really came together these past couple of weeks to finish unlocking our flagship. Z, you've been a part of most of those groups, haven't you? Oh yeah, I love taking on those commanders. It's <laughs> they're, fun, they're, we're helping the guild out, win-win. <laughs> such a sense of satisfaction when you pick up those encryptions. I mean, wouldn't you agree? Definitely. Yes, there's just a, like, you're just like, I did something and I helped the community. But yes, we have a huge effort going on to unlock the flagship right now, and we need all of Sokin's help to do this. We have people scouting planets all day looking for commanders. Sorry to all, all the other guilds out there. If you don't see a commander, it's because Sokin was there. Um, but we've been taking down commanders all week for the past couple of weeks, and we've been really doing a really good job at it. I think we got six um, frameworks in one day, didn't we? At one, uh, I think it was Monday, correct? Yeah, yeah. We unlock. We finally unlocked the en engineering deck, which was nice. So, what does that mean for us as a guild, Trinic? Uh, we got Mo's Bar and Grill, man. <laughs> we have Mo's Bar and Grill. <laughs> Which is a free RP area for those people that don't like going to the Narshada Katinas. You can go straight to the flagship and enjoy a Republic Katina on a Republic cruiser, the Vigilant. And I will have to say, Moe's is always jumping. Isn't that correct? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We get people in there. Uh, whenever we have a dedicated night towards Moe's, uh, we'll put some music on during Teams. Uh, uh, in TeamSpeak, and uh, we'll take requests, and I think we're going to start charging, I think, 3K credits per uh, request to go towards the guild funds, and uh, it's just going to be a lot of fun, uh, a free RP both in and out of character, so it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Hey, all I got to say is sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. <laughs> Isn't that the case, Trenick? Isn't that the case? <laughs> you in that song, man. You in that song. <laughs> I love that song, but back to the point we are unlocking the flagship piece by piece and obviously we were also prepping for the yavin 4 stronghold so we still need some more funds in the guild bank so if you can possibly help by donating a few credits here and there to help us continue to unlock the flagship we're ready to finish off the command deck and hopefully by the end of the week my goal is see okay my goal here the, it's wednesday right <laughs> yep Okay, so this this is your challenge. I want eight engineering frameworks in the guild bank by Sunday. You think you can do it? I think we can do that. I, I think we can too, because I know that you 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 said you love doing this, and you're you're gonna kind of spearhead the project. So let's do it, Soken. Let's get out there. Let's get these frameworks, and let's finish unlocking our ship. Um, speaking and having one of the best guild ships in the in the fleet. Personally, if I may speak so candidly about our ship <laughs> to, uh, to i would love little... to point out that we raised 22 million in a week oh yeah we did zeltaf our guild philanth philanthropist i cannot talk tonight definitely put out a lot of effort into helping spearhead some fundraising and we gotta give him a major shout out for that yeah definitely now while we're talking about big numbers I do have a bit of news that you guys may or may not like. I think uh -oh. you'll like it. I think you'll like it. What is it, Trinic? You know how we uh, put ourselves on iTunes and spread ourselves mm -hmm. out. You know, let let the let the crack 
the spider crack of Soken kind of ripple throughout. Um, within one week of us being on iTunes, we had 1,300 people uh, ping, the, ping the website for uh, the podcast. That is amazing news. I, why would you say I wouldn't like that? I mean, I don't know. I thought you were insane, but all right. But that's aside <laughs> cool. from the point. I, I will say this, and to the SOTOR community out there, the people that are even outside of Soken, thank you for the whispers on Fleet. I really appreciate it. We really appreciate the encouragement. It helps us wake up and put our shoes on every morning to, to get on the road to actually get these podcasts out. We thank you for that. And if you ever want to give us any kind of feedback, feel free to do that. You can send us in-game mail all the time. Lenato's my main, Trinic on his main. And you can even send it to Zaray, but she may just delete it. Correct, Zaray? <laughs> well, okay. Let's I try put it... not to. <laughs> there we go. Let's put it this way, guys. Uh, if you guys want us to get bigger and bigger, one thing with iTunes is the number of comments that uh, are actually shown on the actual podcast page. If you comment and stuff like that, our podcast will get more notoriety. And if we have enough comments on it, we'll be on the front page of the gaming uh, section of the podcast. So Ooh, that's that, that's scary. So help us awesome. help us get up there. You know, we, we can get there if if just one every single person commented, you know, like, oh, good show or something like that. And we have like a thousand some on comments in a week. Then there we go. We're already up there. We're big. We're huge. We're going to get our name out there. And it's all thanks to our listeners, you know, and we're getting bigger and it's just getting better. You know, Sokin's becoming well, a true community. Well, once again, we do it for the listeners. Now, speaking of guild announcements, though, let's, let's stay on track here at the guild announcements real quick. I open the guild calendar and I think, oh, here's the month. No, it's just the week. Um, can you tell me how many events we have right now this week alone, Trenek, going on in Sokin? Uh, 30-ish. <laughs> there's 32 exactly this wednesday to next wednesday there's 32 events that are happening at least four events a night some events are happening even near the same times like if you want to get on and just rp your heart out one evening you can rp from 7 p.m all the way to midnight from pretty much thursday to next thursday if you want to so so can check the calendar we don't have time to sit here and read all these events off to you so just check the calendar get involved in the community um there's a lot of academy classes going on right now as well as there's going to be some lightsaber classes and i think we're actually going to ha start having pvp nights come back i think i see a few pvp nights on here as well exactly. is, nice. there's also history lessons yeah history Ooh, you take care of the history lessons don't you yeah that's my new thing <laughs> that is your new thing. And there's just a lot of really just fun RP missional things with the Wardens and the Guardians. Get involved. But there's one event in particular that I definitely want to highlight that just hit the calendar today. And it's a few weeks from now. It's July 26. Trinic, do you know what happens July 26? Looks like July 26. Uh, I don't see anything new. Oh, I'm sorry. It would be the 25th. My bad. 25th. Oh. July 25th. The 25th? We got a pod racing tournament. Man. We have a pod racing tournament. Oh, that a sounds way... fun. Oh, it's going to be fun. And I'm going to put this out here in a second. But a way to raise funds for the guild is what we're doing is we're doing a half pot pod race. It's 250k to enter the, your pod into the race. And if you win, you take half of what's collected. So that means if we get 
say 10 racers at 250k uh pop that means you're gonna walk away with 1,250,000 credits so i would say it's well worth it especially if you think you have the fastest pod in the galaxy now this is what i'm gonna put out there i want the best pod racer and i'm definitely not the best racer in this game i mean it, Trinic, you remember whenever I was your master, you know, I go left and you'd be like, we need to go right. I'd be like, no, I know it's left. And then we I end up having to backtrack for an hour. <laughs> and we had to backtrack <laughs> for an hour looking for rat ghoul tunnels. I mean, you remember that RP? Oh God. Uh... <laughs> we were all over Terrace and I'm like, oh, there it is. <laughs> and you're like, it's exactly where I told you it would be. Hey, Tobit. speaking of which, if you want to read up on the RP we're talking about right now, that took an hour longer than it needed to because we had to backtrack a lot. You can actually <laughs> find it in the Datacron vault under the forums. Yes. Um, but back to what I was saying is I can't race a pod, but I will pay your entry fee if you can guarantee me a win. So anyone out there, even in the community, if you want in this pod race for free, send me an in-game mail and convince me why you have the fastest pod in the galaxy and you will race under my banner. And I don't even ask for all the winnings. I just ask for a little more than what I put in. We'll work out the terms once you send me that message, but I will, yes, I will sponsor one racer in this event. Toby, so I thought you were definitely already, message me. I thought your arguments, you were gonna sponsor me. I thought I was your favorite. Uh, there's no way I would sponsor you in a pod race, Trinic. <laughs> You wouldn't like. Not, not, not hey. because I don't think you're good, just because you know I can't show that much favoritism. I'm for uh, certain that you would sponsor me in a lightsaber lightsaber <laughs> tournament. But I'm for the sure. The point of what we're getting at here is the pod race is coming up on the 25th of July. You want to be there. It's going to be a lot of fun, and it's definitely going to help the, the guild out a tremendous amount. So please sign up. Um, Zeltaf is the one putting it on, so get a hold of him. Tell him that you're wanting to enter into the race and be a part of this major event that our guild will be doing. Whew, that's a lot of announcements. Okay. Wait, are we done Let's with Let's talk about promotions. Oh, we still Let's have talk about promotions. Still yeah, no, I'm talking about guild event announcements, Trenick. Now, let's talk about promotions, though. You know, we're, we're done with guild events. Let's talk about promotions. There's been a ton of promotions. Z, can you list off the nights that were promoted this week? Be glad to. Uh, big congrats to Boaz, Belladonna, Nukpana, Crethine, and Raxfin. All knighted tonight. That is fantastic. And I do want to stress this. These people went through the Padawan process. They were trained under a soaking night. They did not do direct tonight. So I got to give a big applause to them. Congratulations to you guys. And may you have great journeys in the force with the Knights of Soken. I mean, it's just knighthood is like really only like the first step. I mean, wouldn't you agree, Z? Yeah, that is the first step. Um, I love being a knight, though, honestly. Oh, I know. It was we, great, though. That feeling going from Padawan to Knight, it was like the mm -hmm. first real, after getting your lightsaber, perhaps, the first real <laughs> feeling, you know, that, you know, I'm going somewhere and so can now. Oh, thanks. Oh, yeah. Thanks. And then, obviously, we have Ools to Master. Again, congratulations to you, Ools. Um, that is a Thank major you. honor in the guild. And I, you I would also like to point it. out, and, and the special grats to my Padawans that were raised up tonight, Crethine and Raxvin. Uh, were my first two Padawans, so I, I definitely want to give them a shout out. Those guys rock. Mm -hmm. 
Well, they will carry on your legacy now to many other Padawans as they as they continue to excel through the ranks. So that that's one of the great things about our community is because we have that Padawan master relationship, we really develop deeper bonds than you typically would in a typical guild on any MMO. I mean, wouldn't you guys agree? It's absolutely definitely. these legacies are like generations and generations of family, you know. Like Soken, mm -hmm. we're a community. We're not just some guild. We're, we're a community of players that all get together and do the one thing in common, and that's RP as Jedi. And we do we get along so well. And you know, you know, if we have problems, we fix them. We're 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 all adults here, and it's just a fantastic place that we can all just be ourselves and have a lot of fun doing it. You know. Oh, definitely, definitely. Well, I think that's all the awards and promotions we've had these past couple of weeks. I mean, I, I'm correct in saying that, correct? Uh, I don't know about that. I think. Uh, Trinic, we, I, I think we, 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 perhaps we, one more. Uh, we weren't going to talk about this, Trinic. We 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 talked about how we weren't going to talk about this. I don't know. You kind of. I'm I'm actually getting kind of irritated because you know you have the title that you know <laughs> should belong to the master, the wardens, but you know. But you know, I'm just kidding. No, no. Congrats to Tobit. <laughs> congrats to Tobit for making the title of Bars and Thor of the Knights of Sokin. Like that is an incredible well feat. Deserved. I I will be honest. I had no clue it was coming. And you you talk about developing strong bonds as a community, and you know, we're more than just a guild. You know, we really are a family. You know, we 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 we. We, we are a large community, but we, we know one another. Um, we share life with one another in this game. And um, I, I will admit, there were a few tears shed on this end of the microphone whenever Lay said that I was going to get become the Barn Synthor uh, of Soken. I did not expect that. That is an honor we've talked about in the guild before in council meetings behind closed doors. And... I, I will just say that we believe when we first talked about it that we would never actually hand out the title to someone because of the rarity of the title mm -hmm. in lore. Even in lore, um, do you know how many people will actually get that title? I think it Z? was... Oh, Z, fine. Well, turn it, go um, ahead. You I know, don't, you, yeah, you I don't know the exact number. I know it's not very many. I thought it was like three or four. It was exactly three people, and one of them is the random Jedi story from the counselor storyline yep. of SOTOR. Yep. And it's funny, if you read the page on the actual title on Wikipedia, that it keeps using the impersonal pronouns um, to explain yeah. who the third person was. And it's just a long play page explaining the entire um, Jedi counselor story. So don't read it if you've never done it before, because it'll have a lot of spoilers in it. But I will say this, like, uh, it is, it is, I don't feel worthy of such a title. I will say that. And I feel like a huge special snowflake because I actually have the title on my character now. And I figure it would be appropriate for me to actually use it. But I know that that's not what it is. And it, it's just a huge honor. It definitely is. I hope I can live up to what it means to be the warden of the order. But once again, I don't want to talk about me. We've got other things to talk about. I mean, we got a lot of things to talk about tonight. Well, okay, we'll get to that later. Go ahead. Well, what I'd like to talk about now is some of the things that we've been talking about on the forums. We've been talking about the new expansion quite a bit on the forums, and we've had a we've had a pretty big debate on this on whether the new expansion would be a win or bust. Now, I voted it would be a bust on my post, and I explained why. 
what we know about the expansion now, and I know that this is old news, but your character is frozen in carbonite for five years. Count them. One, two, three, four, five. Five years. And then you're unfrozen by that Lana, whatever her name, chick is, the Sith from the Forged Alliance storyline. Lana Benico. Lana Benico. I, I really could care less about the Forge Alliance storyline. I don't remember all the names, but the thing is like that <laughs> that Sif you end up working with, which my character in RP would never work with Sif, regardless, just period, just would not. Um, that's what it was really, if you can't tell, I was frustrated about that. So you're mm -hmm. awakened by her and she says, pretty much you're the only hope for the galaxy and this eternal empire has come in and just wiped out the Republic wiped out the Sith Empire. The Jedi and Sith are secluded in their temples. And here's the reason that I'm saying it's a bust. Ools, can you guess why I'm saying it's a bust? If I had to guess, and knowing what you've talked about, it's because you don't think it's going to change the game world enough. It's not going to change the game world enough. See, exactly. I, I think, okay, again... I've, I've said this before, even on the podcast, I still think that it's going to be one of those things where they're going to pull a cataclysm. And I really am truly excited for it. I think if they added in phases, you know, just like how they did in, you know, in World of Warcraft, they added in the phases of the areas destroyed. You know, there you go. Because even right now during the Revan storyline, both, both um, of the planets, the starter planets for the Jedi and Sith are completely in ruins. Tython and Korriban, they're both destroyed. Yeah. Well, and, and see, that's the thing, like, I really wish I could go to a ruined Tython without going to the Assault on Tython Flashpoint, because I would like to RP in the present era of the storyline that Sotor is in. Right. I think it's important to move along the story of Sokin with the game, but the problem is they don't provide us the environment. There's only so much we can do with imagination. If Coruscant is taken over by the Eternal Empire, it should be taken over by the Eternal Empire. If the Republic has fallen, the Republic should be in-game fallen. I shouldn't be able to go back to the starter planets or any of the planets for that fact. And everything's, I'm 60, and everything's and everything all, be the same. Everything's all hunky-dory. There's no war going on. This is a pretty oh, and, 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 Or not everything's hunky-dory, but they're still talking about the Great Galactic War. Because the point of this expansion is the Great Galactic War is over. Yeah. You are the veteran, as in you fought it. It's been it's been done for a while. You've been frozen in carbonite, and everything went to hell in the handbasket. Revan, Revan's the the Shadow of Revan expansion was supposed to mark the end of the Galactic War. Mm. And it, it was. Now here's the other thing I want to talk about: Zyos. What are they doing with Zyos? This is another reason why I'm I'm going with Bust on Knights of the of the Fallen Empire. And, and, and the reason why is because they haven't announced anything of what they're going to do to, to continue the story of the Emperor's spirit, whatever essence in the Force, whatever it's called, being released and destroying Zyos. I mean, laying Zyos to waste. Sorry if that was a spoiler for anybody that much, hasn't played that part. pretty much thought-bombed the whole thing. But the thing is, like, it, it, it's... It's... What are they doing with it? You know, it, it, they haven't announced what they're going to do with it. And all they've announced is that the Fallen Empire is coming out. So if my character's frozen in Carbonite for five years come October, where's the Emperor? What, what's Bioware going to do? Where's like, the Emperor? What, what, yeah, exactly. Where is the Emperor? 
And you can't convince me that this eternal empire defeats the emperor. I mean, that's just baloney. The thing is, though, is that, like, it's possible that in 3.3 or even 3.4, because remember, we still have a few months before... Oh, let's be real. Let's be real. Okay. It's July. It's July. July, August, September, October. 3.3 drops in July. That's a whole They have not they haven't announced any new story. How do you know that like day of 3.3, they're all like, oh, by the way, you guys are gonna kill the Emperor in two months. Like Well, you know, if they do that, bravo Bioware for continuing and finishing your story. But here's what I see Bioware doing. Oh, we've backed ourselves into a plot corner. We've announced a new expansion. What do we do? And what they're going to literally do, and this is what I believe is going to happen, once again, why I'm calling bust on Knights of the Fallen Empire, is they're going to just stop in the tracks on Zyos. Where we're at now is that's all we're going to get with that story. Okay, let me, let, me also, let me also reference World of Warcraft once again. When they were doing the Wrath of the Lich King storyline, they never said you were going to be the one to kill Arthas, to kill the Lich King. Sorry, spoilers, but again, mm-hmm. like, your character... That's WoW. No one cares about WoW here. <laughs> so anyways, pretty much, like, you learned that you're supposed to be leading the team that goes to kill Arthas, the, the Lich King. Then again, you didn't know it was going to be you, like you already assumed it was, but like they didn't announce how they were going to do it until after they already announced the Cataclysm. Three, uh, whatever the expansion or the update it was to release the, the release the end of that story arc pretty much was like two months after Cataclysm was announced. Everyone was already super psyched about the cataclysm they didn't even you know think twice about what would be happening well, with the storyline well here's my problem though Tridek, is they will tie off the storyline i mean they have to conclude it i mean they will conclude it somehow but my question is how are they going to conclude it right and i mean there's still stuff on Zios where i'm like this planet's still a viable area for us to have some really awesome storytelling happen at it and i just really feel like they're they had a plan, and their developers decided to just do a, a 180 and then go into this Knights of the Fallen Empire. I mean, I know Knights of the Fallen Empire was well planned because you know this was this is a very strategic release that this Bioware was, is this doing. This was time. This was this is a while in mm-hmm. the making. Ever since it was probably ever since Disney picked up LucasArts. You know? Oh yeah, I, I guarantee. I guarantee it. You like know? this is this is a while in the making, but the but the same token is what are they going to do with the current story now? Another reason that I think Knights of the Fallen Empire will be a bust, okay? I'm going to give an even even more reasons at this point. What we're going to have in the in the in this expansion is not only we're going to ha- we're going to have the same stagnant environment we've been playing the game in since launch. We're going to have a dead story on Zyost. We're also going to have the issue of lack of in-game content. You're still thinking so pessimistic about this update, man. <laughs> like, how do you well, not here, know? Here's, here's how do you know that, that know... like, between then and now, that they don't release, like, three more ops? How do you know that they don't, like, because automatically it's we can assume. It's BioWare! Exactly, it's BioWare. It's BioWare! 
where? It's when have pain. they ever done anything good in an MMO? Now here's the They've thing. They've never now, we'll done say, an MMO before. Bioware well, has legitimately never point. done an MMO they, before. So trying to assume <laughs> right off the bat that they're not going to do something because of their previous track record of not being able to make a good enough game from the start, you know, considering the fact that this is their first, they're doing a damn good job for okay, their first. I will say this. Okay, now everybody out there is probably saying, I, I want to kill the Solano person. You know, they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> Um, this is what I will say. I'm going to play Knights of the Fallen Empire. I'm going to enjoy it. But I'm going to play it like I play KOTOR 3. Um, which doesn't exist. This is KOTOR 3. But it's going to be like a KOTOR game. You know, it's going to be the Knights of the Old Republic game. It's not going to be an MMO. And that's why I'm calling bus. Now, I know, Trenic, I'm outvoted. Um, if you actually go to the poll that I put up on this, thinking I was going to get more bus than wins... There are 17 people that voted win, three people that vote, voted bust. Oh, there's 20 and, win on mine and three bust. Oh, don't 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 even start quoting new numbers. You know, we're going with my poll. 17. <laughs> 17. <laughs> I have hope that that bust thing is going to go up higher. Uh, I, 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 I still think you're still being an ultra pessimist about this. How do you All not right. know that, like, Bioware is going to go the route that other MMOs have gone before. Every MMO in the past that has had a bad, you know, build up from the beginning because it was their first had a huge turnout. Look at Final Fantasy 14, for example. When A Realm Be Reborn came back, holy cow. Stop right there. Shut your mouth. Hey, right, okay? hey. I'm going to talk about Final Fantasy 14 real quick. Okay, so when Final Fantasy 14 first released, it sucked. It was terrible. The servers were bad. You couldn't hardly stay logged in. Super latency issues. The questing system was broken. The leveling system was... Everything was broken in that game. They revamped the entire game. They took the servers down for two years. Rebuilt the entire game and re-released it. Hey. It's the first time an MMO has ever done something like that. And I'll tell you, my hat's off to Square Enix. It is off. I, 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 I love that game. But we're talking SOTOR. We're talking Bioware. I'm talking Bioware, and I'm also talking about the funding that <laughs> both EA and Disney could, aff to get, oh, could yeah. afford. Well, like we know that how do we, we know that Disney is throwing a ton of money at EA right now for this game. They don't want this game to fail, which is good for us. Like that's something that we need to understand that is good for us as a community that loves this game, that loves Star Wars, is that this game is here to stay. I mean, put it this EA way. is getting, this is a cash cow for put it. Put it this way. It's been what, two, three years-ish, two, two to four mm -hmm. years since Disney picked up the bill from, from, mm -hmm. from George Lucas. Now, how do you know that not from the very beginning of that, when they realized how much of a cash cow that it actually was, that they're not just like, okay, by the way, we just bought this game. We saw how much it could do for us if we went this certain route. How do you know that from the very beginning, they're like, hey, guys, uh, we're going to revamp this game from scratch, pretty much. How do you know that well, 4.0 isn't going to be a major overhaul for this game? If, if it is, Turnick, if it is, and they, they change environments, they provide MMO content, like group content, and they take away the god bot, to where I could do all the flashpoints and stuff by myself and just hit the one key the whole time. The Godbot drives me insane. And I'm talking about the GSI robot you can get yeah, in the in the new flashpoints. Yeah. I know, I know. That thing's just just ruins the game for me. But the the if they do that, Trinic, 
I will change my opinion to win, um, but I just, I'm not going to hold my breath on it. Change now, your opinion to win. I That's am... it? That's all you're going to do? Okay. I want you to, now, like, <laughs> like, if this becomes a great, huge, massive thing, I want you to, like, write a formal apology to everyone. You know what? I will write a formal apology. You know that's a big deal for me. I know. To write a formal apology. I know. I will write a formal apology and I'll put it all over the interweb. We'll put it on the podcast. We'll put it. I will give a speech in general chat on the fleet. We will schedule it. Okay. <laughs> if, if this is actually the best thing that Star Wars has done. Okay. Everybody can hold me to that. Hold me accountable. Looking forward to it. To it. I, haven't I wouldn't hold your breath. I have it recorded. Okay. <laughs> I have it recorded. Okay. Now, I've been really reading Bioware so far. I want to talk about something I am excited about that's coming out on the 21st. Z, do you know what drops on the 21st? Perhaps. Perhaps? Tritic, could you, you help her out, please? 3.3. 3.3. Like, this is like. Hey, you guys most know I like to be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh, well, your excuse gonna, for not doing homework. You're going to be pleasantly surprised on July 21st whenever the 3.3 patch drops. Now, I will be rather upset if something doesn't release, and that is the Takaruda species. We haven't heard anything from BioWare since the live stream on whether Togruta is going to be in 3.3. I really think to make this patch a successful patch and to appease people, myself, um, we need to drop Togruta on 3.3, as well as the Yavin Stronghold is coming out. Yavin 4 is coming out and Soken, you need to pack your bags. We have the credits in the bank. We have the 42 mil to just drop to get the Stronghold unlocked. So, pack your bags. We are moving in a few weeks, so we need to be ready for that. Wait. Turnick, are you excited about the move? I'm excited about it, but I just kind of light bulb in my head. You know how, like, in 3.1, 3.2, they, they added in major overhauls also to the mm -hmm. story? How do you know that 3.3, they're not going to do that? Because they haven't announced it. On, oh, my on God. On the other times, they announced it. They oh announced what God. they were doing. Again. We can't expect Bioware this to whole, surprise us. This whole year has been a surprise for us. Are you kidding me? Like, what? This year. <laughs> hey, hey, we'll see you soon enough. The year they brought Revan back. The year of 2015 has been a year of surprises for Bioware. Like, they have been <laughs> they have been surprising us left and right. Oh, by the way, we're bringing to Gruda. Oh, by the way, we're doing a Yavin 4 Stronghold. You know, they were completely nonchalant about it. Mm -hmm. You know, how do you know that they're just not yeah. like, oh, by the way, you're going to go kill the Emperor. They announced it back in May. If they were going to release something in 3.3, they would have announced it by now. What they're releasing is Yavin 4 and maybe... Maybe Togruta, which, by the way, to all my fellow council members, I have shotgun Togruta. I will be the Togruta on the council. I think you've said that before, <laughs> and uh, I'm really there hoping that Trinic one. is right. I really want Trinic to be right that they're going to surprise us because that's that's birthday week for me. Mm -hmm. So, oh, that's give me a birthday present, Bioware. Oh, you know what's going to happen? I love how you say there can only be one Z. What we're going to end up having is just an all-out all battle in the chambers of who, unless Togruta wins. You know, <laughs> no, actually, I think you know we're we're gonna we're we're gonna have a. I think I've talked to all the council members and a lot of people in the guild, a lot of masters. I think everybody's going to be making Togruta alts, but I don't know if everybody's going to be playing a Togruta as their main, just because they're really attached to their current characters. Um, you know, I purposely killed off my main character so that I could make a Togruta Jerk. as a main because I'm really excited about the Togruta. I'm sorry. I'm just very excited I, about I the I will have species. a Togruta alt in mm. some 
day in the far future when Ols croaks off and joins the force. So. <laughs> See, that's the thing, though, is that I'm one of those people that is insanely attached to their characters, and even then afterwards, I don't think I would want a Tegruta character. I want a Nautilin. I want an Ithorian, you know? Mm. And uh, I'll agree with that. Give like, me Keldor. Keldor, exactly. Like, think of it. The all They're already... The, the, the models are in the game. The only thing that's mm -hmm. taking them so long is the animations for the, the conversations. It's not hard to reskin a character. You know, so it's one no, of those it things. Isn't. It's one of those things to where like even in the live stream, that's why I was just like, come on guys, really? Cuz they said they weren't done with the male one yet. And I'm just like, really it's taking you this long to animate a character. Like you okay. even just reskin a character. I yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Now, I do want to get into why we named this episode Revenge of the Developers. Um, which is the last game development game update that we have for today before we get into our Ask Him Jedi Master segment. And that is the Temple Chair's Punishment. And I want to get a feel of the room here before I get outnumbered like I did on Knights of the Fallen Empire. Um, what do you think about Punishment? Too harsh or not harsh enough? Or just I right? Think the Punishment was perfect. I mean, they, they laid the fines the suspensions and the band exactly where I would have expected them to fall. Yeah, the idealist in me says, not hard enough, but you know, I'm realistic. So I think they did a good job. It's all right, I guess. It's all right, I guess. Now, it's here's right. what I will say. I feel like Bioware did more than I expected, which um, I didn't expect them to do much. Um, they talked the game a lot. Um, they have been cracking down a lot on exploiters lately, and I really appreciate them doing that because this is something that's really hits home for me, for someone that actually runs the GTN and works really hard to make credits in the game. Um, I didn't get my 50 million credits that I'm sitting on right now by exploiting the game. And when other people right. do that, it raises, it, it ruins the game for everybody because it inflates the market. Um, and so I'm really glad th to see some of the, the, the punishments they had. And I'm glad that they didn't just resort to a suspension or ban. Because to me, a seven-day suspension isn't anything. Suspend me from the game. I don't care. All right. You know, I'll if be you back still have the credits. Days. Yeah, if you still have the credits, it, it, it doesn't do anything. The one that I really liked seeing was taking away all credits. And I was doing some reading on the forums for there's some people that are posting that this actually happened to. They didn't just take away the credits they made selling back the chairs. They took away all of their credits on every character completely wipe them clean now the only <laughs> problem about this is for the people that actually laundered the credits before bioware could take action and may have bought like a big item on the gtn because they obviously didn't go that detailed into the records but i know that the major explorers got a ban now i never wish a ban upon anybody in this game because uh, you know a perma ban just sucks period but if you exploit the game so bad where, where Bioware says you have to be banned, you most likely need to be banned. Um, I was really glad to see the actions that were taken. I know there was a lot of debate on how some people were saying, well, Bioware shouldn't have screwed up in the first place. It's Bioware's fault. I think it goes back to the, the whole, you know, moral paradox of you see a guy who's holding loosely onto cash in his hand and the cash flies out of his hand and flies right in front of you. He frankly tries to collect what he can, but he misses a couple hundred dollars that falls in front of you. Do you give the cash to the man or do you just pick it and keep it up, keep it for yourself? 
It's the man's fault because he had his cash out. But the point is that you should give him the money. Morally speaking, to take that money would be stealing. And that's what these people did. They stole credits from the game, they inflated the market, and they deserved to be punished. Even though Bioware was the one at fault because Bioware put that chair up on a sellback for 100 credits. Wouldn't you guys agree? Yeah, I agree that, you know, you could argue that it was Bioware's fault for making that mistake, but at the same time, it does affect the game when you have so much more credits, um, you know, inflating the market. Well, and I mean, I, I mean, you read forms regretted and stuff like that. There's people that we're talking millions and millions of credits just sitting there all day, shift 99, enter. You know, that's all you had to do. And then just right click and sell it right back. Uh, that really can destroy a game's market. I'm glad Bioware caught it and fixed it quickly. Now, I really wish they would have done a hot fix instead of waiting as long as they did, but they did do a quick turnaround on it. Um, but once again, you know, it just goes out to say, the reason we're calling this Revenge of the Developers is because you exploit the game, you will be found out. Um, it's just best to play the game right. I mean, that that's just in my opinion, you know, Sometimes we get caught up in these virtual environments and we think that doing things like this isn't wrong, but it is, you know, and we, we gotta, we gotta maintain that, that there is a sense of morality, even in a video game. And I'm glad that Bioware did something, but there's enough about that. I really want to get into our next segment, which is a new segment, Ask a Jedi Master. This is a new segment where we are going to answer questions that you asked us. And these questions are related to anything. It can be lore related, it can be character class related, it can be guild related, and it can also be personal. Um, you can ask if the GM likes dogs or not, and we will attempt to provide you the best answer. Also, if you have questions, feel free to continue sending them in. And the next time we do this segment, we'll be more than happy to provide a response. Are you guys ready for this? Because I'm going to put some of you guys in the hot seat as we go through these questions. Here we go. I'm excited for it. Bring Hit it. me with it. All right. So the first question, I'm going to field this one because this is one that I'm actually excited about. What is going to happen to Soken on the new Knights of the Fallen Empire. Since the Republic and Empire are collapsed, would it affect our place in the Order or the Republic? This is a question that gets tossed around the Council Chambers quite a bit these days. If you ever want to know what we're talking about, other than talking about, um, I don't know, um, space junk, we talk about this, you know, when we're in the Council Chambers. We talk about the progression of the Guild. We, we really work hard to provide the best RP experience for the players in this guild. Um, every council member works for your enjoyment and I'm not joking on there. I gotta give a big shout out to our council. They are great and they do a wonderful job um, and they work laps even around me. Um, but the point is we talk about this quite a bit and one of the things that has come up is if the game environment changes, Soken obviously has to change. I mean, wouldn't you guys agree? Oh yeah, and uh, I've been Definitely. talking. I've been talking back and forth with Lay Zen and a couple other council members about it, and I think the route we might be going with it. This is just all in speculation. Is going to blow everyone's minds. Um, I think Tobit knows what I'm talking about as well. Mm, and don't don't give any spoilers. No, I'm no. being very careful with my Not words. Not at all. And I am. I am too. Just just know that it's it's probably gonna absolutely blow everyone's minds. So. I'm super psyched about that. I know I know that uh, um, the other divisions within the guild, not only just the wardens, may or may not have a large 
play in it. It's going to be a guild-wide well, thing, and it's going to be amazing. All, all I got to say is that the expansion will affect the story. We don't know how much or how far it will affect the story, and we're still... It all is very dependent upon how the game environment changes. But even if the game environment does not change, like I expect, which is why I say this is going to be a bust of an expansion, I do want to say this. Our story will change in some way because we believe as a guild that we need the RP in the current era of the game. If the Great Galactic War is over, the Great Galactic War is over. And that is as much as I can say about that. Um, and all that of what we just said is even subject to change because once again, this game is constantly in development. But what I can say is be excited because a really awesome story arc to take Soken into the next era is about ready to unfold and happen. Um, I didn't give away too much, did I, Turnit? No, it was, it was, it was, it was respectful. Just, just making sure, just making sure. Good. Good. Now, uh, an, another question that we had, and I'm actually going to pass this one off to Trinic. Um, it's about color crystals. Um, someone asked this question, you know, they've been searching for, um, the, the ability to use a cyan color crystal, and he doesn't know if the Jedi's lightsaber necessarily corresponds with their personality. And they're waiting to see if they could use Cyan and what the Cyan crystal means. What do you think about that, Trinic? Well, there's there's a lot of different crystals within the game uh, and within the Star Wars universe. Lightsaber crystals do not always represent personality. They don't even represent class all the time. And uh, nowadays, it's just whatever in RP the Force calls to your character into using. Um, well, I... If I can interject here, you know, in the movie era, like where we have episodes, you know, one through six, um, even the Clone Wars series, you know, lightsaber color actually signified kind of your role within exactly. the Jedi Order. Exactly. And where in this time period, that's just not the case. Yeah, exactly. In this time period, colors were a lot more random, a lot more rampant. Well, in around probably... I don't know, 400-ish years into the future, they start making the turn, you know, during the golden age of the Republic, um, mm -hmm. they start making the turn to where blue was the Jedi Guardian, green was the Consular, you know, it, it started really going into that kind of stuff, you know, yellow was a Sentinel, um, mm -hmm. so they, they really start moving in that direction during that golden age of the Republic, during this now, time. Now, I will... Okay. Oh, go ahead, turn okay. go ahead. Okay. During this time, colors were so random and rampant because of how um, how true tradition everything was. You know, like, it, people didn't go just to Ilum to get their lightsaber crystals because later on during, you know, later on in lore, the only planet that is available during the Golden Age of the Republic is Ilum. Like, the only massively rampant place with crystals was Ilum. That's why they were brought to Ilum to create their lightsabers. You know, during this time period, there are so many more open spaces to where they can go, you know, get a Hurricane crystal, get an Adigan crystal, you know, so on and so forth, you know. So there, there are so many different options. Now, what I will say about this question to expand, and Trinic, you did a great job. Thank you, man, for fielding that, is that you can make your crystal represent your character's personality. Absolutely. Uh, you you can tie a story with your crystal. And in my rule of thumb with my Padawans, whenever they want to use a special color crystal or they want to use something that's not blue or green, because 
you know, I typically take my Padawans to Ilum to get their crystal, their first crystal. If they want to use a different color, they have to come up with an RP story to use that color and how they obtain that color. And I'm more than willing to help them get that crystal. But the point is that they actually go on a journey to obtain that, that special color. And so in obtaining that special color, they get a story for their character. For example, right now, I'm trying to get our progression team to clear Scum and Villainy on Nightmare Mode within the two-hour Nightmare window because I want a particular title called the Dragon Slayer because I want to use a Crate Dragon Pearl. And I, the whole, I want to develop a story arc where I, I, I get trapped in a Crate Dragon den and, and I obtain one of the pearls and I fight a Crate Dragon. I haven't worked out all the details of it yet, but I really want to use a white crystal and the Crate Dragon Pearl makes a white blade. Um, it can also make other coups, but in particular, you can make a white crystal out of a Crate Dragon Pearl. Um, Zaray, you have a special color crystal and a special story with that, don't you? I do. Oh dear. I have a purple hurricane crystal. Oh dear. I first used blue. Um, and I went on a diplomatic mission. I'm using air quotes, by the way. <laughs> to boss with Trenic. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I completed one of my trials, my trial of spirit out there. And uh, it was it's definitely the defining trial um, for Zaray and her character development. And I received the crystal afterwards. So it does have a story, and I love it. You know, every time I use it, I can think of that. Yeah. And that's fantastic. Once again, your your crystal brings about uh, uh, there's a connection with your lightsaber, and that that's how you should be as a as a Jedi. Um, so getting back to our question, though, the crystal necessarily won't actually have like a special meaning attached to it as much as it as the meaning that you give it through the rp story you get you you use to obtain that crystal and as far as a cyan crystal is it's typically a blue crystal so you wouldn't necessarily have to go way out of your way to get a cyan crystal anything um, between anything between blue and green like dark blue to like bright super wine green can technically be found on illum they're all forms it, of Adigan and Kyber crystals. So. Now, if you want to go out of your way, though, yeah, of course, you can go to the lightsaber crystals page on Wikipedia, and it has a list of all the things that you can actually make a lightsaber out of. Um, you can look through this, find the color that you want, find out what kind of crystal it takes, and then talk to your master about wanting to obtain that particular kind of item or focus crystal or crystal whatever you need to make the color you want to make and go on a great rp journey with your master to do that so um so, but i can give you another example of that it's my own crystal okay definitely Let's okay so my own on. crystal originally was a, a rainbow gem it typically gives off a white issue as well uh eventually uh i added an enhancement gem which was actually uh, my Kreska gem which i'm sure zaray remembers that whole arc very well and uh through meditation on the rainbow gem and adding the Kreska gem, I now wield a white, orange, yellow crystal. It's very, very, very awesome. Very awesome. But yeah, see, you have a personal story with your crystal. I mean, that that's kind of what it's supposed to be about. Even if you just go with plain blue and green for Milum, there will be a story attached to that crystal. Trust me, we can't give any spoilers, but it's a special moment between a master and their Padawan. I think we can all agree to that in this room. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. 
So now we're going to move on to the next question. I think we dealt with that one adequately. The next question is this, you know, they say this has come up in guild chat a few times, which all the masters in this room right now, in this podcast, the Knights, when you see this question come up, you better be able to answer this. And that's also to all of our other masters and Knights in the guild. Um, what is Soken? Zarei, can you tell me what Soken means in lore? Not as a our guild name, but in lore, what does that mean? Of course. Soken is a fighting style or a concept um, that you can combine with other fighting styles that basically just places an emphasis on using your environment to your advantage. Um, the best example... I always think of is definitely the uh, the end of episode three. Oh god. I think we have an audio clip. Jernick, can you queue up that audio clip for us? Uh... It's over, Anakin! I have the high ground! You underestimate my power! Don't try it! <laughs> there. There you go. Are you happy now? Are you happy now? I I am very happy. Very happy. Thank you so much for that, Trin. I I know you were a little hesitant to play that at the very beginning when we talked about the episode plan, but thank you so much. Uh, But yes, once again, Soken is a fighting style that you use to use your environment to your advantage. Um, And then the the follow-up question to this is, why are we the Knights of Soken? The name the Knights of Soken actually comes O.C.L.E., through the initial forming and origin of our guild. Um, for those that don't know, the Knights of Soken have been around for quite some time. Pretty much once Galaxies went down, the Knights of Soken formed as a form RP guild because of the announcement of SOTOR coming out. Um, I believe we were actually RPing two years, I wasn't around then, before SOTOR even um, came out um, through form RP. And as the Nice Soken grew and developed and the game launched, we, we grew and developed the story as we figured out what the game story was going to be. And um, pretty much, in, in, um, just to summarize, um, you can find all this on the origin of Soken under About Us on our website, soken.engine.com or knightsofsoken.com. Um, Leasu, our GM, who was a knight at the time, was at Coruscant during the sacking of Coruscant. And through fighting in that battle, protecting the temple and protecting the innocents around him, he is greeted by the spirit of Udon Ur. Udon Ur actually gives Leasu a holocron that contains his teaching, which also which also contains the pretty much the essence of what we are as Jedi in the Knights of Soken. After the Battle of Coruscant, Leosu is granted the rank of, of Master, and he's given approval to form a suborder to, in a sense, be protectors of the Republic and protectors of the Jedi, to be exemplary Jedi, so to speak, um, to protect the teachings of Udon Ur. And the this order was to be called the Knights of Soken, and they have we have our own court or our, our own code. I said they we have our own code, and it's Soken. A Soken Jedi is sworn to protect the order. Our hearts only know the Force. Our words speak only truth. Our lightsabers defend the helpless. Our might uphold the weak. Our light vanquishes the dark. Soken. Soken. And it chills every time. Soken. <laughs> yeah. 
And, and the whole point of, of the story, you know, and granted, our code doesn't replace the Jedi code by all means. It is more of a motto which really kind of gives our mission as a suborder of the Jedi Order. Now, going back to the initial question, why are we called the Nice Soken? That's why. Um, and that's the heritage that we are a part of, the generations of knights and masters that have come um characters that have passed on and become one with the force and new characters which have rose up we carry on this tradition of udon Ur, a teaching that was handed to leosu during the sacking of coruscant absolutely i mean do, do you think i, I covered it pretty well every do you, time do you have um anything else to add you guys uh, on that or did i, did I cover it pretty well it was i pretty think good. you nailed it and i love hearing that story it's, it's amazing <laughs> okay once again it's under the origins of soaking page on our website turn it go ahead you said you were saying something i'm just saying since we're nearing the one hour mark i think we should continue on <laughs> we should definitely continue on um the next question really is, you know, how did the guild get created and how it evolved from the beginning to now? Once again, going back to we were we were a form guild, SOTOR came out, we became an in-game guild. But I want to give this question its due diligence. We actually originally were founded on Jung Ma. We RP'd on Jung Ma for I think two and a half years, and then we decided to make the switch to Ebonhawk. Um, I will stand on this saying we are the oldest all Jedi RP guild in SOTOR. Uh, we are one of the largest, if not the largest, Jedi RP communities. I know we are the largest Jedi RP communities, but the um, one of the largest RP communities in SOTOR. Um, and we have a great community. You should check us out. Um, we will deal with this question a little bit more in our next episode. Because there's something else that I really want us to get into this week that's very important. It's why we brought Ols in this week. Um, Jedi Master Oles is here to talk about the revamps to the Soken Lore Keepers. Isn't that right, Oles? Yes, it, it's been my baby since uh, pretty much I was a Padawan. Yes, yes, it has. You know, we, we brought oh, yeah, you in even there. even as a Padawan. We, we brought you in there when, when SBM was running in, and, you know, he had to step down because of real-life issues, and you've really taken the reins, and you've turned the Lore Keepers into something just fantastic. But first of all, I have to ask you the question, what are the Lore Keepers? The Lore Keepers are the one of the oldest parts of the Jedi, directly responsible for maintaining the archives, the collected knowledge of the Jedi Order. So that sounds like a pretty important role to have. It's a very important role. Um, it, it, we interact Definitely. with every single aspect of the Order. How, how do you guys interact with the other aspects of the order? Um, say, like in RP with the Knights of Soken, like how do you actually do that um, in character? Uh, for example, um, when I'm on, now I'm in the archives all the time. I'll get people come up to me and they'll ask me just the most random questions. I'll get things like, how many cave systems are on Hoth? Uh, on the other hand, I've provided information and reconnaissance data to the Wardens, to the Guardians. Um, they've come to me, brought me information back. Uh, we're also archaeologists, um, historians. We go out in the galaxy, dig up the history. Do you actually ever, as a Warkeeper, do you actually ever get to go on like a mission with the Guardians and Wardens and get to experience their RP as the field expert on artifacts? 
that is the eventual plan. I mean, we're still new. Uh, we're getting going. In fact, um, I actually just got my primer posted for the first big Lord Keeper storyline. I, I've actually been following this stuff. It's really exciting. You want to explain that? Yeah, it's so um, I kind of dubbed it the mystery of the sphere. Um, currently, right now, um, I had a mission. I went out to Hoth. I found the, the crashed remains of a blockade runner. And in those remains, I found a, I believe I, I said it was what, a meter long mm -hmm. ultra chrome sphere. And, and uh, currently, I'm just researching everything I can about that sphere from what it is, how ultra-chrome reacts, is it hollow? But additionally, I'm also researching that blockade runner. Where did it come from? Where mm -hmm. was it going? You know, what was its mission? And, and I'm trying to, just, trying to figure everything out right now, and that's kind of where we're at. I, I will say, I know, speaking to your other lore keepers, they're really pleased with the RP so far because, you know, it's really engaging. Um, so other than this mysterious spear, what other kind of RPs do you do as lore keepers? Uh, teach classes, historian, you know, lessons, um, which we kind of touched on earlier. Um, additionally, you know, I have taught many classes in the archives. Just people come in and ask me for the history on any subject they can think of. Um, I love the randomness of it. Um, these guys have really made me think. <laughs> I, I, I've done your job before, Ools. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Sometimes you get the most curveball of questions. They keep you on your toes. You always have to have Wikipedia up on one screen. It, it is a wonderful, wonderful job to do. So obviously you're doing these historian classes. Uh, I thought I saw something on the calendar too that happens pretty regularly and it's called datacron hunting. Um, yes. Is that really, really going on? It is. Um, and in fact, it's going to become even more RP based. Um, the first couple were... Mm -hmm. yeah, well, that's my next question is if it's in character or out of character. It's becoming more and more in character as we get the details worked out. Mm -hmm. um, but eventually there will be stories tied to it, especially with the archaeologists and the historians. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to be full RP. Well, I will tell you, I'm an avid Datacron hunter. I, As I get characters to 60, you know, I'm working on my ninth 60 right now. Uh, um, so I, I, I hunt I, I have to ask you this. How many have you actually gotten? all of them on i've gotten all the datacrons on three um and i'm near nine i would say 90 percent completion on an additional three and then the other two 60s i, I don't have any of them on i haven't started all on of yet. my original eight characters my original eight storylines mm -hmm. all have all the datacrons uh why'd you have to show no, me that's up a like lore that, master rules? Why'd you have to show me up like that? Now, I will say this. Unfortunately, I can't get certain titles because I don't play Empire. So I can't get the Empire datacons. Like, I, I've honestly thought about making an Imperial character, leveling up to 60, getting the datacons, and then deleting that character because I need the space for what I plan on doing with the rest of my 60s. I just don't play Imperial. I, I, I can't do it for some reason. But that that's really that's really impressive. I mean, my my hats off to you. I I get stuck on some of those jumping puzzle ones, and I'm just like, nope, not doing it. I'm logging out. Rage. Macab. Macab. Oh, I love the Macab data crowd. It's so much I do fun. Too, but it's so long. Literally, the first time I did it, <laughs> three hours. 
try three days, Ulz. Three days, <laughs> logging in every night, working for like four hours with a team of people, falling and falling and falling, and and um, trying to use whatever guides we could find. And uh, I had a bad computer too, with low graphics. That didn't help. Yeah, that um, never helped on that. The one. higher you can pump your graphics, the better when you're data cron hunting. Yeah. Well, that, that's really exciting. There's a lot of really interesting information, obviously, that you have to share with us. And I know we're running out of time, but I have a couple more questions, though, for you that I really want answers to. Um, how do you become a lore keeper? And what can I expect if I join your specialization today? Okay, so to become a lore keeper, uh, the way it currently works is, uh, I, I'll even do it with initiates, but really the focus is on Padawans and Knights. Um, if you're a Padawan, you want to become a lore keeper, talk to your master, then come to me. I'll bring you and your master in, we'll talk, uh, I'll let you know, the, you know what the lore keepers are, what the specializations are in the lore keepers, the archivists, the librarians, and the historians. And, and uh, then we'll RP it out, I mean, I'll, I have a whole little oath written up, and I don't want to, you know, give it away because it is a special thing. Um, but we'll RP it out, and I'll take you on as a Lord Keeper apprentice. And then when you're knighted, then you really get the full experience. You become one of those specializations. You get the robes, the die, you know, the titles. Uh, all that goes with it. A and then really, what to expect from it? Uh, it really depends on the specialization. The historians—they're going out in the world. They're running my datacron hunts. They're going to craft those stories. Um, they're going to be central to that mystery of the sphere. Um, the librarians, they maintain those archives. They're going to be the ones answering those random questions. You have a question for them, go in there, ask them. And then you have the archivists, and they're going to be teaching. They're going to be also helping out in the archives, but they're really going to be teaching. Well, that, that's fantastic. Um, I, I think you're doing great things with the specialization. Keep up the solid work, man. And what I, what I can definitely say is, I don't know if you heard what I heard, but pretty much what, what Ols just said is that if you want to have just a really engaging RP experience, join the Lore Keepers. I think that's what you said, right, Ols? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, because it sounds pretty, pretty engaging. It, it sounds very well laid out. So once again, thank you for all you do to the guild. But I think we are we are up for time. Is that right, Trenek? Yeah, we're a little over, actually. Well, I do want to say this. I appreciate everyone that stuck with us through this whole episode. I also want to say that it's a little bit long because we've been gone for two weeks. We had a lot to talk about. But I do true, know we, we, we said something about a million credit question. Trenek, what's the million credit question? What is the potentium theory and why do Jedi not follow it? Okay, so here's what you gotta do. You have to answer Trenick's question by sending him an in-game mail. Trenick, can you spell your name, please? T-R-E-N-N-I-C, no accents or anything like that. So you're gonna send him your best answer. The first person to send the best answer and to Trenick will actually receive one million credits in-game. So good, good luck. luck. And may the force be with all of you. That's all the time we have for episode eight, Revenge of the Developers. We will see you next week, same time, same station. And as always, guys, stay classy. <laughs>